Last week we started looking at, um, I guess, how do I hear from the Spirit of God? Because it's one of those questions we want to know, how do I actually hear from God? Um, And in reality, the main way that God wanted to speak to us is what I put forward, is that it's in our spirit. Our spirit man needs to hear from God. It's a good thing because our spirit is what is born again, that part of us that is actually transformed when God comes and moves in our life and I just wanted to look a little bit about that today and then maybe look at the other parts so what I put forward was that we're made up of three parts as human beings we're spirit which is the real us Uh, we're flesh or body which is this part of us and we're also soul so the soul being consisting of the mind the intellect and emotions and over the next times I preach I won't be here next week I'll be in Catherine actually doing something down there um, but I wanted to just have a look at that what does it mean being spirit because you are a spiritual person each and every one of you is actually a spiritual person as a firefighter um, when I was in the fire brigade a number of times obviously I attended incidents that that were tragic horrible where people had died and it's a funny thing when you start to to go to a place where you're seeing dead people. Now, I don't want to, not like, you know, what is that, what's that, Sixth Sense or something? Not like that. <laughs> Didn't see gates walking around. But actual dead people. Um, in the police force when I was about 19 or 20, 21, something like that, the same thing happened where you're coming across bodies where you have a look at them and you're like, you've got to start to consider life, don't you? Because you can see there's a body there but they're not there. And it's actually a really important question to ask because if you don't ask that question, the question is often asked by us, what's life all about? Who am I? You know, what what am I here for? But then we see a body on the ground and we're like, well, is that a person or not? Yes, it is part of a person. There's no doubt about that. But the real you, the real spirit person is now left And that's what it was like. It was like you're looking and you're thinking there's just no life in them. Where's the life? Where's it gone? And so legitimately we should be asking that question, what am I in a way? We do consist, I believe, of the spirit, soul and body. And um, the verse that we looked at was in Thessalonians. which said, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus comes again. Now, if you're a spirit man, it is important to know that God has now joined with your spirit. We talked about that last week, how it's the Holy Spirit has joined with where? Our spirit, so that we know that we are the sons of God. There's a confirmation from God's Holy Spirit when we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour that lets us know that we now belong to that family. As Mitch is talking about this morning, there's a belonging that comes because God's spirit has joined with our spirit and it confirms that we are the children of God. There's an inner witness and that's what we were looking at, the inner witness in leading, which we'll, we'll probably look at a little bit further down the line. But I wanted to look at um, the story of Nicodemus today, which I'll talk about in a second, and then look at some verses in Corinthians about how God has now given us his spirit so that we can actually hear and understand who God is. Because really, like, when we first think about God, often it's like, you know, God's 
mysterious and we can't understand him and he's way above anything we could understand, which is actually true. And there's, it's true, we cannot understand everything of God. It's, it's just totally impossible because God is so big, so amazing, he knows everything and we sure don't know everything. But sometimes we start to think this way, I can never know what God wants. God won't reveal things to me because it's just too hard to understand. When a situation comes up, I can't know God's word on the matter. Yet he's given us his written word, which is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And now as Christians, as people who are what we call born again, which I'll explain in a minute, we now have access to that Father through faith and we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us who is joined with our spirit. Our spirit has been transformed, changed, given new life that it never had because we were dead in sin but now we're alive to Christ because of Jesus' work on the cross. And so the Holy Spirit has now come and joined with our spirit and this is what we would probably call being born again. Now if you're not part of church culture you might go, well what's born again? I've never heard of that before or you've heard of born again Christians and they're wacky weirdos, right? They're just strange people that just are over the top and they call them born again because they do crazy things. But in reality, every Christian, the Bible says, and we're about to read it, must be born again. They have to be born again. If you are a Christian, you are born again. There is no, I'm a born again Christian or I'm just a normal Christian. That's, there is no difference. Because it's when we get born again by the Spirit of God that the change happens. And as we listen to Jesus right now through the Gospel of John, we're going to see that this story says it. You must. You must be born again if you want to see the kingdom of God. Okay. So this is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3 and verse 1 to 7. So what we're talking about is a man called Nicodemus, a religious leader with the Pharisees. So... These guys were anti-Jesus, right? Because he was breaking down some traditions that they didn't like him doing. And um, I don't know about you, but when we want to know something and we're in a a crowd that's hostile to the speaker, we're not going to pipe up there, are we? We're going to sort of wait for the opportunity. You know, I'm going to sneak up and ask later on because I'm interested. There's something about what this guy's saying that I need to know. So this is basically what he was doing. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miraculous, your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. So pretty much he said it at least twice there, you must be born again. What he was saying, you have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. So some people will say being born of water is baptism. Some people will say... Um, it's something else. But what I believe it is, is you must be born as a human being, born of water, from the womb of the mother, wrapped in that water, but you're born into, into the world. 
which is in verse 6, it says, humans can reproduce only human life. So we're born of water. We come out of a mother, which Jesus did as well, by the way. That was part of the miracle of who he was, that he was 100% man, 100% God, and he represented man to God and God to man. He is the perfect mediator. He is the perfect mediator. But there's another part that it says, but only the spirit can give spiritual life. And oftentimes we are hungering after God, especially before we become Christians, and this is what it's talking about, where there's this hunger, there's this emptiness, there's this something inside of us that says, there is a gap. I feel something's wrong. And that's your spirit crying out, I need relationship with my Father again. And so Jesus said, the only way you can get that is to be born again. Why? Because it's a spiritual birth. The real you, the spirit, God has come and transformed you and made you whole in spirit. We know that our flesh is not made whole straight away. We know our mind is not changed straight away because we look at the word of God and it says that our minds have to be transformed by being renewed by the word of God. In other words, the way we think that what we've learnt in life doesn't change straight away. Did anyone notice that when you became a Christian? You didn't automatically have all these amazing new thoughts and you never thought a bad thought again in your life or a wrong thought in your life in terms of who God is. You didn't. But your spirit man, he's born again. She's born again. Made whole to God. And you are now alive unto Christ. That part of you is now alive to Christ and wants to do the spiritual thing. So if you are a Christian, you are a spiritual person. Every single Christian is able to gain access to God, is able to to find out things from the Holy Spirit, who is our leader, he's our guide, he's our helper, he's our comforter. He will show us things to come. He will bring things to our remembrance. Why? Because he lives in us and his spirit speaks to our spirit. In fact, it says, like I, I said before, his spirit has joined with our spirit. And this is going to be amazing. When we start to look at it in Corinthians, that what that brings to us is incredible. Why is it that a man can walk into, into a situation where he knows nothing and begin to speak the truth into someone's life? Where they can pick up on a situation and go, you know what, there's something wrong with you. This is what I think it is. And it's revealed. Why is it? Or you're making a decision and you're like, I don't know what to do, but all of a sudden there's a peace inside your heart because the Holy Spirit is witnessing to you that's the right way to go. You can trust that feeling. You can trust the Spirit. You can trust that voice of your conscience as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And what a pleasure it is and what a blessing it is that we are now born again. Those who have received Christ are no longer the old person they were. And you'd be like, yeah, but I am. I still think the same. My body still wants the same things. No, you're not. Because the spirit inside of you has been transformed by God's Holy Spirit. And not only that, the Holy Spirit lives in you and he is greater in you than the spirit that's in this world. And God says you can overcome it. God says that if you listen to your spirit who is in direct conversation with the Holy Spirit, you can dominate your flesh. So we have two things that we have to do. Our spirit man born again, but we have to renew our mind. We have to get a new way of thinking. And we have to crucify the flesh, the Bible says. We have to make the decision that what my spirit man is telling me is greater than what my flesh desires, that I'm going to listen to the spirit and we need to crucify it daily and start to give our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, holy 
and acceptable to him. And it's interesting that when Stephen was being stoned, he said, Father, receive my spirit. He didn't say, take my body now, and we'll look at that later on in a few weeks' time about the body, what happens with our body, because we know it's still there, right? We're burying it. But the real, real you's gone, and, and Stephen said that. He said, receive my spirit. And even Jesus, when he was on the cross, talked that as well. I give my spirit to your hands. Let's go to 1 Corinthians and have a look at that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 8 to 12, and then we'll read 12 to 16 after that. I'm not going to go on today like I normally do because we've got guests. <laughs> but I just want to read these and just say to you, listen to what it's saying. Because so many of us think we can't hear from God or we don't know how to or whatever. But we can. We definitely can. And this is where faith comes in. Yes, I can. And listening to God inside of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, 12. And this is about the crucifixion of Jesus. But the rules of this world have not understood it, what was going to happen when Jesus was crucified. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So what's this saying? That before the death of Jesus, it's saying this, that the rulers of the world didn't understand what the scripture was saying. Nobody's heard it. Nobody's understood it. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's imagined what God has prepared for those who love him and what he has prepared is a sacrifice of Jesus for us. No one could really understand it. No one could imagine it. But listen to this. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Did you hear that? Before the cross, no, there was no understanding. But after the cross, it was revealed. Why? Because now the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. It was revealed before, but not to all mankind, not to everyone who, who was seeking after God. But now we have the Holy Spirit in us, and it says this, for his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. God is not trying to keep us confused. He's not trying to keep us in a mist or a fog, what he's saying is now I want to reveal things to you. Wow, that is just so awesome, isn't it? No one can know a person's thoughts except what? The person's own spirit. Your spirit knows your thoughts. Your, your spirit knows your feelings as well. And what the Bible says is no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. So again, we're like, oh, but I can't know you, God. Because the only one who would know God's thoughts is God's Holy Spirit. I could know my thoughts because my spirit searches me. But then it goes on to say, but, or and, we have received God's spirit. So what's that saying? No one knows the thoughts of God except God's own spirit. And guess where he is? Living in us. <laughs> and, we, and we have received God's spirit. Not the world's spirit. So all of a sudden the darkness of our mind can be opened up and we can know who God is. We can know the love that he has for us. We can know the goodness that he has towards us because it's so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Wow, again, wow. 
I'll keep reading. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So who can know the wonderful things of God? Us. <laughs> so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Except instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. That's us. Do you get that? If you haven't received God's Spirit, you can't understand spiritual things. But who has received Him? You guys, if you are saved, if you've come to that point like when Nicodemus was talking to Jesus and says you must be born again when you've thought, I need something. When you actually ask Jesus into your life and you have given your life to him, accept the forgiveness of the cross, all of a sudden you become alive. And you're alive to God. You're alive to what he's saying. You're alive to the wonderful things that he has promised you. And you can grab hold of them and you can trust that God is on your side and you can trust that he works on your behalf and you can trust that he wants to reveal things to you to help you in this life. You can trust it because he has evidenced it by giving you the Holy Spirit who lives in you and is joined with your spirit. Yes, hallelujah, indeed. So those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who can know enough to teach him? But we understand these things because we have the mind of Christ. Guys, I just want you to be confident, first of all, that you are able to hear from God. I think that's the first step, really. Because no matter how much God has given until we actually accept that truth, we are never going to receive it. So I pointed out before, no matter how much I love Joanne, if Joanne didn't believe it, she would never receive it. It's the same with this. You can trust that God has put his Holy Spirit in you and he is speaking to you. And you can trust also that if you don't listen to your mind, which says, I can't, because you're being programmed that way, God's way too big, I can't understand him, he won't ever tell me anything, or your flesh where you just think, I don't feel like God's speaking to me, Both those things are lying to you because what you have to do is say, what does the Word of God say? The Word of God says, no, God has now revealed those things to me, the wonderful things that he's given, and you have to say, I'm not going to listen to my mind, and I'm not going to listen to my flesh, unless they've been redeemed, unless they've been renewed, unless they've been crucified and put out the way and given over to God, they will lie to you. God's Word never lies. It is the truth. And if we can say, you know what, I don't feel like God speaks to me, it's irrelevant because he does. If you're born again, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit is in you and we just read that he does. I don't feel like it. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what you think. He does. And that's powerful, guys. Really get hold of the word, start reading it, and um, I'll say it time and time again, this is the most important book that you'll ever read. There's great books in the world, but there's nothing that compares to the word of God, the Bible written for you, that's accessible on your iPad, on your smartphone, on digital things on the web, whatever they are. What's digital things? Yeah, the World Wide Web. (laughs) 500 versions at your fingertip, and yet... 
I remember um, it must have been a Keith Green song, I think it was, you know, about the word of the Lord, you know, it's covered in dust. And it's, yeah, what do you say? The sword of the Lord, but it's covered in rust. It's like it's just left there and never planted in your heart. Now, does it make any difference to me whether you read the Bible or not? Not at all. But it makes a difference to me if I do. And if I let that word grow inside of me, it is so important. If you want victory in this life, don't be lazy, don't be slack, don't make excuses. Get that word of God and you put it in your heart and let God transform you because he will. Because that word, when it's applied with the spirit, it brings understanding to you and it changes your life. It transforms your thinking. It even overcomes your flesh, the way you feel. So I just want to encourage you to do that. You are a spiritual person. You are a spiritual person. You got it? No, no, I'm not. You are a spiritual person. You have to be. Because Jesus said you were. You are a spiritual person. So don't think you're not. Oh, but I'm not a really good Christian. What is a good Christian? You are a spiritual person. God has given you his spirit and he witnesses to your spirit. All right.